Claire. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to episode two of the Two Girls, One Brain podcast. This week's episode is called DTR. Sarah, do you think the people know what DTR means? I sure hope uh, the people know what DTR means. I don't think it's like that young of a phrase. Like, I don't think it's too slangy for people to not know. And I think it's important. So... It is. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and the definition was posted in 2003. So if you don't know, you've been out of the loop for a while, some, like, 17 years or so. But it's define the relationship. And that is when two people discuss their mutual understanding of a romantic relationship, be it casual dating or a serious boyfriend, girlfriend, etc. And the example that uh, Urban Dictionary gives it's so good, as it always is. It says, have you DTR'd yet? And then they say, I don't know what we are. I guess i got to do a little DTRing tonight. i got to admit, I've never heard it be used in this like way. A verb? <laughs> yeah. yeah, as like a verb. Um, so that's fun. So defining the relationship is essential to knowing if you have a relationship or not. Um... Uh, that said, most of the time, I've never gotten that far. Uh, yeah, same. A couple times I got to that point and it exploded uh, or imploded. And uh, that was rough. So most of what I would call my romantic encounters would be situationships. Sarah, do you think the people know what a situationship is? I think the people know what a situationship is as well because that just comes along with knowing what DTR is. I feel like it is. It I definitely feel like that one's more of a recent term. Um, like the past few years, I would say like twenty sixteen ish on is my guess. Ooh, oh, is it Urban way Dictionary before has then? it? No, not way before uh, twenty fourteen. Oh, okay, uh, the, uh, the I've been I've been yeah. much more off in my guesses before. <laughs> And so this is defined on Urban Dictionary again as a relationship that has no label on it. Like a friendship, but more than a friendship, but not quite a relationship. Um, and then the example says, me. Me and this guy have been talking for six months now. Friend. Are you guys, like, together? Me. It's like, we're together, but we're not. It's more of a situationship that's happening. And uh, <laughs> what I have next in the bullets for this, like the outline for this podcast says tales of situationships past. And then <laughs> underneath it, the two tabs say literally every man I've ever been involved with up to this point, please kill me. Uh, Sarah, would you agree? Oh yeah. I would say um, <laughs> aside from like one middle school relationship mm-hmm, where it was like, mm-hmm. you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. We're going to date for three days. <laughs> that was the most defining <sighs> the relationship I've done instantly. But um Outside of that, it's been like in actual adult relationships. It's been situationships uh, for. It's forever. been pain. And it's confusion. just been pain and suffering. Um, and yeah, like, assuming- literally every boy mentioned in the last season of this podcast has was a situationship oh, yeah, for sure. Nothing official. Nothing ever spoken. Um, just awkwardness and assumptions and hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of the time. A situationship results in, or like comes from stubbornness in refusing to define the relationship. Like, you'll want to, but you know, like, he doesn't want to, so you like don't, and then he won't, and everybody wants to seem cool, and it's hell. It's all about keeping people on the line, in my mind. It's all about keeping them there and keeping them interested enough so that you can still hang out and hook up with them, Ugh. but not keeping them interested so much enough. that you're like committed and like have to actually put a lot of effort into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who would want to... <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> Ew, effort. Yuck. Ew, effort. Yuck. <laughs> who wants to be sure that the person they're dating likes them? <laughs> not us. Uh-uh. Keep us in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> We like to be anxious and confused all the time. Um, Yeah. So ambiguity is hell. Why aren't people defining the relationship? So I found a HuffPost article. Uh, It's called How to Have the What Are We Conversation. And there's a couple reasons why people aren't defining the relationship at all. 
So like I said, and like you said, it's like they want to be, quote, the cool girl who can live with ambiguity. It's like, no pressure, like, whatever, I'll do me, you do you, and we'll just, like, keep doing what we're doing. Which, like, sounds good on paper, but... But makes you insane. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I've tried to be the cool girl and, like, just become, in my head, what feels like an insane girl. <laughs> oh, I've, been, I've played the insane girl. Well, like, I say that, like, I don't think I'm outwardly insane, except it's No, it's I'm all insane. inner, like turmoil and then occasionally yeah. comes out while drunk <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. oh god um yeah so that's one reason uh you want to be like like you're like whatever like i'm chill i've never been chill for one second in my life but i pretended and it's been very very difficult um the next reason this is more of a new thing like a new phenomenon um when it comes to dating at least it's the paradox of choice so, I'll touch a little bit on this for those of you who weren't in my marketing 101 class. Uh, we learned about this. There was a study about jelly. Uh, where they offer- <laughs> Of course. It's always yeah, you about know, the, jelly. The, the jelly study. Well, it was basically like in a grocery store. They had like, tw- I don't remember the exact numbers. It was like 24 samples of jelly. And they nobody would make a commitment. Because there was so many jellies, they just, like, couldn't pick one. But when they narrowed it down to, like, six kinds of jelly, the jelly sales went up so much more. Because it was so much easier to decide which was the best out of six versus which was the best out of 24. I mean, I can um, tell you just working in an ice cream shop that people are immobilized by choice. We had so many different flavors you could choose from and constantly long lines because people would be like, I just don't know what I want. And I'm like, get the flavor you always get, please. (laughs) I know. It's like, just get chocolate and call it a day. And it also leads to more, like, when there's more choices, it also leads to more regret. You're like, what if chocolate wasn't the best? What if I should have gotten the Superman ice cream? Or what if I should have got the peach jelly instead of the grape that I usually get? But it's that, but with, like, human people. Uh, (laughs) Like, when you're on an app like Tinder or Bumble or whatever where you're swiping and the possibilities essentially seem endless, they're not. Um, there's a finite amount of people in your area. There, there are indeed a finite amount of people and an even smaller amount that you want to get involved with. And that want to get involved with you. That's a very narrow <laughs> Venn diagram there. Um, but it feels like it's endless. You're like, oh, there could be somebody even better. Just one swipe away. Like the next guy might be it. So like, why would I stop now when like the love of my life could be the next guy? Like this guy's pretty good, but the next guy could be better. And, like, I could be – he could literally be the next one. And so people are, like, afraid to commit because of that. Like, they're like, what if I'm stuck with second best? And it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. Are you happy? Then fucking DTR. (laughs) Yeah, I think my – like, I can can understand that to some degree because I think we both can because we've both been on – we were on dating apps. And – but at the same time, it's the whole grass is greener thing. But like the grass it's is exactly that. The grass is greener where you water it, though. Like you, there's a choice in that as well. Like unless it is actually toxic, and like there's certain other factors like influencing it and poisoning the grass. Like mm-hmm. the grass is green where you water it. Like you choose to like put the effort in and make this a happy relationship and like do that to some extent. So. Make it good <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with uh, you know, in the words of Nope. I was gonna say Hannah Montana, but then I realized that's nobody's perfect. It was like I gotta work it again and again to like get it right. That's not right though. That is. Life's what you make it. That's the right song. In the words of Hannah Montana, life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. That's what I was trying to think of. I went to the wrong Hannah Montana song first. Sorry, stupid me. Our one brain isn't working super great right I now. I know. At first I was like, no, you got it. <laughs> I was like, that is Hannah brain. Montana, but that's the wrong <laughs> wrong song. Yes. Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. But when you're not like emotionally invested in anybody yet, and you're like casually seeing one person, but like you're still swiping, and then you're like, I don't want to commit to the one person because like maybe there's a better per like that's the that's where the paradox of choice comes mm-hmm. in. Early on, like before you're even watering grass, you're just shopping for sod. <laughs> All right. 
I'm trying to extend the metaphor, and it's working okay at best. I thought that was actually pretty good on the fly. Thank you. Okay, the next thing about, like, why people aren't is because people are afraid of rejection. Like, people are afraid to ask because, like, what if you ask and then you're, like, really emotionally invested in this. You're like, I want this to work. And the other person says, oh, I don't want to be serious. I'd like to keep things casual. That's when uh, you get really sad. <laughs> I did that. That's when I sad. <laughs> That's when I, sorry, I had PTSD to a conversation I had with football. <laughs> See, you have that. I kind of did that to my guy. <laughs> The plant doctor. Yeah, the plant doctor. Um, but it didn't come out sad, did it? No, I. he didn't tell me actually until, like how sad he kind of was after I said that until this past weekend. <laughs> and it oh, made no. me so upset. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I did that to you. Um, okay, well, we'll get there. But yeah, I was like, but we'll, we could save that for later. <sighs> Poor plant doctor. I know. Okay. <laughs> so... A quote from the article that I have highlighted says, You want things to evolve without a timetable, but dictating the terms of the relationship is essential, especially if you're wary of where you stand. If you're up front, there won't be any room for, what are we? Thoughts? I agree. <laughs> yeah, I am a big fan of, like, just explicitly saying what you mean. I try to be as explicit as possible in general. Yeah, I know. I think it's... Like, when you are starting to like someone or you like someone, it might be harder, like, just at the beginning to be as upfront with the more negative aspects, maybe. Or, like, maybe if you're wanting to hold back on, like, making a full-time commitment, but you still like them. I can understand where that'd be tricky. But you just need to be upfront about it and then hope that they That's understand. That's when you accidentally date somebody for three months and then they tell you that they want to be your friend because they think you're funny, which has happened to me three times. <laughs> You guys can't see Claire's expression as she says these things, but I can. And it's just dead in the eyes. But things are good now. Yeah, things are good uh, now. So, But anyway, the point is to find the relationship so you don't have to do that. Okay. So, like, who is defining the relationship? Sarah, guess where this article is from? Um, Psychology Today. Yes, we love yeah. psychology today. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so this article um, is called Have You and Your Partner Defined Your Relationship? And this kind of blew my mind. A surprising number of couples have never defined the relationship. I'm and it sorry. says, Yeah. And, like, the couples that do don't do it on explicit terms, which makes me think that, like, you know what? I don't think I've had this conversation with uh, wing fingers in explicit terms. However, I believe we're in a mutual understanding. Actually, you know what? We have. We've, like, we haven't been, like, okay, I'll get, let me get into stats and then we'll talk. So, fewer than half of couples surveyed report discussing whether outside sexual or romantic attachments are acceptable. I will say that we have discussed that that is unacceptable. We Wait, both have expressed. Wait, fewer than half have discussed Yes. That? So less than oh. half of couples. Like whether they're open, exclusive, able to see other people, able to. Yeah. Or it's and just to what degree. Each other. And so give this. So, okay. Less than half report this. And then 30% of couples don't agree about whether they've had that conversation. Oh, so the girl or the guy may be like, oh, no, we definitely yeah. talked about that. And they're like, yeah, no, <laughs> don't yeah, the other person's like, we, No, Yeah, exactly. So less than half uh, haven't had that conversation. And then 30% don't agree if they've had the conversation. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I don't like that one bit. And so out of that, like out of the people who have discussed it, 40% of them don't agree on if they're monogamous or not. They don't so they've discussed agree. it, but they disagree. <laughs> How are they together? How are you seeing With someone... Great difficulty! <laughs> ...not agreeing whether you're monogamous or not? Like, one of you I is think, basically yeah. being like, yeah, no, we can see other people, and the other person's like, no, we cannot, but they're still together. <laughs> but they're unhappy, I guarantee it. 
Like, there's no way so, that that be, can be going well or can be going, like, can be sustainable for incredibly long term. It, it's not. It can't just, be. It's not. If yeah, it's it worse for sounds... you, let us know. Being in disagreement about your exclusivity with your partner for long If it worked time. for you, I think you're delusional. I don't think it did. I think somebody's lying to I themselves. I think the whole being in disagreement means it's not working. <laughs> yeah, I... Correct. Agreed. You can't be like, well, I'm, well, I guess you could, but would you be happy if you were like, I'm monogamous, but he isn't. But he's, that just sounds like he's shitty and you should find somebody who is, like, I don't know. Who's on the same page as you, at least. Yeah. E. Yikes. Um, okay. So monogamy is assumed in over 95% of heterosexual couples, which is just not surprising to me at all. The fact that 5% of heterosexual couple. Well, okay, let me let me go back on this cuz I take back what I said. It's assumed. So that means 5% don't assume monogamy. But that doesn't this doesn't the stat doesn't say anything about like if they've had a conversation yeah, and if it's, it's been actual. Or not. Yeah. This is like assumed so, versus actual, but Mhm. So, but that doesn't surprise me. Um this next stat is what percentage of people, Sarah, do you think cheat on their partner? Mm percentage of people so this is including everyone yeah just like out of all couples i would say like like 15 percent the good news is you're very high on that guess it's only two to three percent of people who cheat on their partner i feel like i just have anecdotal evidence that points to the contrary (laughs) and so in my head i'm like Man, like, I feel like a lot of people have told me that they've been cheated on or that they've cheated on people. And Your sample size is not large enough. It's evidently. not. It is very much not. Your dad is glad skewed that because it's wrong, though. Yeah, I am, too. That's a nice, refreshing thing. So, like, that means, like, 97% of people. I think I read too much Cosmo. Aren't getting cheated. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of Cosmo. Okay, so... This is um, a little bit sketchy about, like, what cheating is. So, like, if you were to, like, define your relationship and, like, your monogamy and stuff and be like, hey, you and I are exclusive. I don't want you sleeping with other people. I don't want you kissing other people. I don't want you flirting with other people. And they know that those are the boundaries. It's a lot easier to not cheat Couples who discuss and negotiate their arrangements are less likely to cheat, and those who are consensually non-monogamous have safer sex. So, like, if you have, like, agreed to be in a non-monogamous relationship, but, like, you've, like, discussed the boundaries, that's also, like, it's just a healthier situation all the way around. If you And it's, like, easier to navigate, too, because if you discuss, like, hey, I don't want you to do these things, that way, if they do any of those things... They know they're crossing a line. Yeah. They'd be like, we laid this out already, and you agreed to it, and then you disrespected that. Yeah. And so, but on the opposite side is, like, if you're just like, hey, man, don't cheat on me, and then he goes and flirts with his coworker or something, which he thinks is just, like, you know. Like banter. Yeah. And then then you're like. And you see him flirting with his coworker, and you're like, um, excuse me, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And he's like, nothing? Like, you would consider that cheating, and he wouldn't. And, like, that's confusing, and I don't know. I know. I think, yeah, flirting gets weird because I know, like, I understand there are some people that are just much more, like, outwardly, like, confident and outgoing and charming and just, like, flirtatious in general. And so that's just kind of how they, like, banter and talk with, like, a lot of people. And so I know that that's not necessarily them like being like oh i intend to like go home with every person i'm talking to like this whereas other people i feel like the act of flirting could be seen as a little more malicious because it's not in their usual nature if that makes sense i don't know so that's that's why i think that probably is important to mention if that makes you uncomfortable or not and like if it matters who it is like if they've had a past relationship with that person and they're flirting with them like that probably means a little more than if it's just like a really quick banter with like a bartender or a waitress or yeah. something, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's 
part of defining the relationship is discussing boundaries. And this article also said that discussing boundaries and defining the relationship makes relationships safer, less vulnerable to infidelity, and ups relationship happiness. Except if you're married and it's already an unspoken expectation. Because then if you bring up like your boundaries, it leads to less satisfaction. So if you're like married to somebody and you go, hey, do you mind if I flirt with that bartender? Your spouse is going to be like, uh... Uh, yeah what do you what do you mean why do you want to flirt with the bartender yeah I feel like you probably shouldn't have gotten to the point of marriage and not having set these boundaries because then if you try and like you've been married for three years and dating for like six before that and you're like hey I actually don't like it when you talk to your coworker that way they're gonna be like hmm now (laughs) like question mark you say that but there's still that 40% who don't agree on if they're monogamous or not so like god that's so confusing who knows that sounds awful. That sounds awful. I'm here for y'all. Figure it mm. out. <laughs> y'all need to have a conversation. Okay. This next one is how to define the relationship. So we talked about what it is to define the relationship. We talked about who does it, who doesn't do it. Now we're going to discuss how to go about doing it. I found another article because everything I do is based around an article. Um, this is from Elite Daily and it's called... Here's how to define the relationship according to experts. And there are four steps. Are you ready? Be like, one, make sure you're dating that person. (laughs) Literally, kind of. (laughs) Step one says, make sure you've gotten to know them. And then there's like Just start shouting at a stranger on the street. (laughs) What are we? (laughs) It's basically like, don't do it too soon. Like, don't go on date one and be like, are we exclusive monogamous? Like, don't flirt with anybody else? Like, I had wait that happen like- to me in high school. This guy told me yeah. that he liked me, and I was kind of like, oh, like, I like you too. And he goes, can we make it Facebook official? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, not too soon. And then the next one, step two, is open the conversation on the right note. So basically, don't be like text them and say, "Hey, we need to talk." Because they're the going to out. Induced, like, just can I call you? Can we talk? Hey, we need to talk. Any of these phrases makes me nervous. It just um. There's a- Wing Fingers has texted me twice saying, "There's been a change of plans." And if you know me, this I bitch a Virgo. Can't, <laughs> like she, can't I can't do that. handle that. <laughs> And I, I'm like, what's wrong? What's like, do, do I have to figure out something else to do for dinner? Are you not coming over? Should I like what? Like, because my whole life is revolved around like my schedule. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. I don't even know. <laughs> you were talking about how we need to talk or like call me. or like, Oh, no, I was just. Music. Yeah. Sorry. I got too wrapped up and being like, yes, this bitch needs a routine. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, Me those too. are those are very anxiety inducing phrases because typically in my head they always have like negative connotations because it's either like bad news or like sorry, like you can't go on this trip. Something bad has happened to someone you know, like or I don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, people are going to think you want to break up with them. That's what it just that's what it sounds like. And they know that. They have to know that. Like everyone knows that at this point. Like it's we live in a society and <laughs> we know these things. Yeah, it's basically like don't like stress yourself out into a point of like being nonsense. It's just like started being like normal, I guess. Okay, I was just wondering, like I was just thinking about like where we are and like wondering if we were on the same page. <laughs> or you could, you know, come up with a monologue. Like I've done. Oh, and edit it multiple times and say it to Uber drivers and your friends. You gotta run shit by people to know if you're, it's fine. I thought it was good. My was great. Thank you. Covered all the points. Um, Okay. The third step after you've made sure you've gotten to know them and you've opened the conversation on the right note, the third step is to literally define the relationship. And so that means not just the title, like you're my boyfriend now, but what you want it to look like. Like, so set your boundaries and expectations of what that title means. Be like, I want you to be my boyfriend, so I don't want you, like, I don't want us to be seeing other people. I want us to be exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. Or whatever you want it yeah. to be. Um, And then step four 
is to be clear about what you want. So like if you're like, I feel hey, like I that's want like you a to- sub note of step three. T V well, yes. elite daily. But it's like it's basically like don't don't settle. Like if you're like, hey, I want you to be my boyfriend and I want us to be exclusive, and then he's like I want to be your boyfriend, but I still want to keep dating this other girl. You can't be like, okay. <laughs> it's just be like, no. You have to like be stick clear. to your guns, make your boundaries, and try and understand each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And ideally, when you're having this conversation, uh, things go swimmingly, and you don't have to negotiate terms. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll come back with the uh, contract that my attorney drew up in three to five business days. I hope that you do the same. <laughs> we will negotiate the terms of our contracts. Okay, so this article also mentions that stereotypically, women are more eager to define the relationship than men are. What do you think? Um, I don't know. It's always so hard for me when things get broken down into like, men do this and ladies do this. Um, because I'm like, ah, there's so much variability, but like just from the interactions that <laughs> I've had. People are individuals. Yeah, people are individuals, but just from the interactions that I've personally had with men, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've had uh, like both. Like, like you uh, know uh, of like, friends that haven't wanted to. I know to- of, of me, um, with both. <laughs> Just for the majority of my life up until the past six months or so, I've never been able to converge what I want with what the person I'm seeing wants or whatever. Like, so like in college, I was absolutely not interested in like a serious relationship because I was like, I got too much shit to do. I got to get a job. Like, I'm just doing stuff. And like, I went out with a couple guys and they were like in love with me, which I don't, I was going to say, which I don't understand. super like it was just weird like i went on one date with it was a couple it was like two or three different two guys that went on one purple rain uh the dragon guy and then i don't know i think i called him california i didn't actually go on a date with him i was just his friend but they were all basically like i want to date you i want to be exclusive i want it and i was like i i don't even want another date with you. like i was like very like not eager i don't even want another date man we are super not on the same page yeah well like there was that and then there was like me after college where i was like all right i've got a job i've checked off everything else on my list it's time to pursue a romantic relationship for real because that's how i fucking live my life uh <laughs> even my i have to schedule out my <laughs> love life i hate myself anyway but like when i was like actively looking for somebody i found like two or three guys where i was like all right i'll give this a shot and they all were like no 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 they didn't want to define the relationship at all they were like "Mm, we could just keep stringing each other along like i'll just string you along for eight more months if that's what you want that's the kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah but i don't think that's you not wanting to define the relationship i just feel like that's you not being on the same page because in the beginning I feel like you were always pretty clear about being like no I don't want it to be serious and then Mm, towards the latter half I think you were always pretty clear about being I would prefer a relationship and I would prefer it be exclusive rather than not you know what and then just being like "Mm, no (laughs) you're right I just have liked people and other people have liked me I'm sorry I was mistaken (laughs) you just got (laughs) flip-flopped I just—I don't know what I'm talking about. <sighs> Your life was okay. just all flip flopped up. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think maybe st- women are more stereotypical. Like they're more eager to define the relationship because good men are hard to find. Is that a line from a song? I think so. I just said it though because I mean it. <laughs> There's so much trash out there in the sea. The sea is so heavily polluted, just like in real life and in this metaphor. Microplastics? Are you kidding? I just learned about this. Did you know plastic never goes away? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. That's I thought why, it was like a couple That's why Greta wants it years. gone, Claire. <laughs> Look, okay, I get it now. It's not that I didn't get it before, but I'm like now more on board. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, okay. But now I'm like, I bought a water bottle. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Everybody get a water bottle. I still like straws, though. I'm sorry. You can get the compostable or recyclable or the metal ones or the silicone. I mean, silicone also doesn't really go away. Um, no. It's, you could just it's, reuse it a lot longer. Um, There are corn straws that we have at work. They're made out of I just like imagine plastic, a hollowed out, out corn, corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're made out of That's corn. South Carolina somehow. for you. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> and so they uh they like biodegrade and they feel like plastic and I like those the best. So paper Aww. straws get too wet and they kind of always get a hole in the middle cuz yeah. they like when you I don't bend like them it. and it's soggy. But those those corn straws are the way to go. Okay. So a good man is hard to find is a short story written by Flannery O'Connor, that I definitely read in high school, and it was weird. So. She's like, so that's just a note. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, while I was talking about straws, I was looking that up. But it's true. A good man is hard to find. A lot of trash out there. Plastic. We talked about this. But I think this is obviously biased in favor of women, but I think there's like, there's plenty of trash women. Yeah, they're like, it's... I definitely recognize that women can suck. Women can cheat. Women can be abusers. Women can be manipulative for sure. But just from the like sheer amounts of stories <laughs> that you hear of men being so trash all the time, like from so many women and in such different ways, like I feel like a lot of the times, not all of the time, but a lot of the times men just either do it to a more intense degree or just like in such varying ways all the time (laughs) that it gets overwhelming, you know? And so that's why I think women want to define the relationship and discuss early on what the expectations are and like kind of figure out what kind of person he is and how he feels about it to, you know, make sure that they're not total trash. You know, that's probably good. So there's <laughs> this website is called manrepeller.com, which mm, I thought was my kind of website. Funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it like kind of answers this question. So it's like stereotypically women are more eager to define the relationship than men. What do men think about it? And it's like pages of like men's uh, thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got, I think, five that stuck out to me. And I'm going to read them, and I would like us to talk about them, if that's okay with you. Um, This first one is from Maddie, age 25, and he says, I try to keep things casual until I can gauge how she feels about me. If I sense that we both want to be something, quote, more than casual, I become serious and dedicate myself to a relationship. Sometimes signals get crossed, though, our feelings aren't reciprocated, and then I find myself being more cautious the next time around. In the process of reflecting on this and writing it out, I realized these situations would be a lot easier if I just communicated how I felt and asked girls outright what their intentions are, but I don't want to come off as desperate or commit myself too soon. I like that journey that he seemed to go on mid-response. I know. Because <laughs> just like as I was talking. about to be like, oh, like that's so vague. Like you just decide in your head to start committing yourself and being more de- dedicated. And then you realize that like sometimes things don't work out. And he's like, as I'm writing this down, I realize I should have just spoken about it. <laughs> that's why I picked it. Because he was like thinking one thing and then he was like, oh, man, I should tell the girls what I'm thinking. They can't read my mind. I'm like, yeah, Maddie, thank you. Maybe we should you. just make all men write out, like, thoughts Literally, like this. And see, people just, should journal. <laughs> just see if they, like, realize, oh, maybe that's what's been going wrong. It'd be nice. Oh, like, it surely, it surely wouldn't work for all of them. I know this. But some no, of but them may some. understand. <laughs> because you have to stop and consciously think about what you're writing, and you'll process it. I am a firm believer in journaling. I think if you're working through some feelings, you should journal about it. And that's my little piece of advice for right now. Okay. Any other thoughts on what Maddie had to say? Um, Just that it's kind of nice that he recognized you should basically just mm-hmm. be more outright and communicate your intentions. That was pretty nice. A little personal growth mid quote there. Okay. So this next one is from Hal, age 32. And he says, 
Men assume that women pine for a definition because of the stereotype that women are more inclined to be committed and less inclined to be promiscuous. In reality, it's completely different, if not just the opposite. Honestly, honesty is the real desire. While I've upheld my end of the stereotype and rarely introduce the subject with a woman I'm seeing, when DTR happens, it's a relief. It forces you to confront and verbalize thoughts and feelings. You both get on the same page, and you know where the other one stands. It saves time and headspace. I think men don't introduce it because we're cowards who avoid intimacy, and ultimately that costs us clarity and wastes the other person's time. So my thoughts are I'm a little annoyed with his response because he mm-hmm. seems to be aware of... Yes! I'm like, if you get it, Hal, change your actions. Yeah, no, he's literally like, I'm aware that like as soon as it happens and it's clears everything up and it's much easier to like be with that person and when it doesn't like we waste time and clarity but like why is he also not proud but like just admitting to being like i upheld like my end of the stereotype and like rarely so you uphold yours yeah and like i don't know i didn't like the way that he spoke about that part i think hmm he didn't come as far as Maddie in the first quote. <laughs> so like, no, he didn't turn the corner there. No, he like recognized it and kind of like didn't do anything, which I think is worse. Mm-hmm. It is worse, in my opinion. Okay, next. These next couple are shorter. This this name is confusing. It's Edwin or oh, like Edwin Ewan? McGregor, E W A N. Yeah, maybe. I think I it's like read, a Scottish. Like, it's like a British kind of name. Okay, I do know who Owen McGregor is, but I was like reading it like Evan, but like Ewan? Ewan? I don't know. Ewan yeah. McGregor? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think it's him because this is 26-year-old. But <laughs> I don't think this is him. I'm, jury's still out. This might be Scottish actor Ewan McGregor. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? I think it's Ewan, but whatever. Uh- <laughs> okay, he says... I know I would be upset if I was hanging around and sleeping with someone for like a month and then they slept with someone else. I think the onus is on the person who doesn't want to be exclusive to make that clear. Interesting. I think it's the opposite. Well, I think it's whoever in their mind has already made a decision, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you know for a fact you don't, mm -hmm. like you want to keep it casual, you're seeing other people and you don't want to be serious with anyone in particular and you know that already – um, you should communicate that. If you in your head are like, okay, I see this going somewhere and I want it to be exclusive and you've made that decision already and you think it's time, I think you should say that as well. Um, see, I think you should not assume exclusivity until you've had a conversation. I agree. I mean, I don't think you should ever assume that type of stuff. I mean, there's always like the thing of it being like, oh, like a year and a half, like a maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe people make some assumptions then, but like especially in the beginning. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, this gets into the whole thing about like arbitrary like time points as well. Yeah. But so that's hard. But yeah, I don't know. I we think- took a poll on this last season. Three to five dates is when you need to make a call. Oh, I said, I think it was three to five weeks because I How wanted. How many dates to- are you going on a week? Oh, this was for you. I know. I'm just asking you because I was going out once a weekish. Oh, um, truly depended on the week. Sometimes it was like three times a week. Sometimes I wouldn't was go on a date for like two guy, and a half weeks. Though? No, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like per dude, per dude, like, like three to five dates per guy. Then you have to have ah. a conversation. Not like three to five dates total. That's, <laughs> doesn't, no, that's a okay. weird system. <laughs> See, I was confused because I was thinking about the weeks thing, and then I was thinking about. <laughs> Look, man, I was thinking about confused. my system where I would meet boys on Tuesdays, <laughs> and because that's when I had an open slot at yeah. that moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, I don't even know what the point was. <laughs> the point is, time is a human construct, and you should just always be upfront. <laughs> Yeah. Next question. (laughs) Okay. This next quote is from a man named Timber. (laughs) I don't know why it just dawned on me. And also just the way that you said it from a man named Timber. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) he's 29 and he says, from what I've seen, it's a false stereotype that men avoid DTRing and that 
Conversely, women are eager to DTR. I've known plenty of guys who've been obsessed with a girl and really wanted to DTR because they felt like they were being dicked around by her. Then again, maybe all my guy friends are extra sensitive. Not sure I'm a big fan of Timber either. <laughs> nah. I picked these guys because they were like varying. Iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, A lot of them are all... Well, I say a lot. We've heard four so far, and just two of them <laughs> have been hounding on this like false stereotype thing. Um, so I don't know. I guess, but they then I feel like they're the ones that say that, and then they also are like, "But I also don't do it." <laughs> so like yeah. I, they fall into the stereotype, but they also believe it's a false stereotype. So I don't know. And it's the older it's ones. Little... They're the older ones. Yeah, it's because they've been fuckboys for longer. Yeah, <laughs> they have to, like, honestly. Delude themselves a little bit more. Okay, and this next one is Jack, age 26. And he says, I ask myself, how would I feel if this person I'm dating is seeing other people? If I feel like it would bother me, perhaps we should talk about becoming more serious. I like that. I think that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's so reasonable. It's very short to the point, And it's basically like, how would I want to be treated? Yeah. I'm going to treat that person this way and ask them now because I want to know. Like, I want to know for me, so I should let them know for them. And we're going to have so the conversation. And it's going to be great. Age 26. Okay. And so after all that, I consulted Cosmo just in case. And believe it or not, they didn't have, like, a lot of articles about it, which I would think they would be, like, all over this topic. But what I found was I found a an advice column that says – like how to this is before you even like okay i hate the way they go about this i'm gonna i'm gonna restart over how i'm talking about this it's from an advice column and it's like asking about how to define the relationship and this is about going on like your first or like second date with somebody and like just laying it out like right there so you don't have to have this conversation down the road i don't about like what they want think i like which i think that oh i think it's a terrible approach but Cosmo gives bad advice. Uh, <laughs> I know. I really, it's kind of like a hate read when I read it. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I love Cosmopolitan. But I love it, but like terrible. I never follow its advice. You should not listen to what they say. Yeah, it's awful. But what they, this is a quote from the, the article. It says, just say, I know we've just met and I have no idea if we'll click, but I've been on some dates with people who want very different things. So I feel like I should ask, are you only interested in dating casually or would you be open to something serious with the right person? Don't lie. That's terrible. And I think that don't lie at the end is so aggressive. Yeah, I don't like the don't lie. I don't like the I have no idea if we'll click. Like, yeah. I know we're just mad. I have no idea if we're actually going to even go on a second date. Like, then what's the point? Yeah. And I think doing this a couple right dates then. in, you can be like, so what are you looking for? Well, usually if I'm dating somebody from an app or if I was going out with somebody from an app, which I 90% of the time was, we'd cover that on the app and so i'd filter before i even went to get drinks or whatever yeah i i feel like they did a poor example of how it should go and i just don't really necessarily agree that it should be done on like the first date no i don't think you should do that on the first date i think you do the first date that's like a lot of pressure i feel like to someone you just met and you literally don't know such an assumption yeah, on both sides, like, it's such an assumption because, like, what if you don't like them? And then they were like, oh, I'm looking for a serious relationship. And you're like, great, me too. And then you're like, this person is human garbage. And they're like, I love you. Yeah, so, and like, then they- you could be on the same page about both in your own lives wanting serious relationships and then both not end up, I don't not know. like one with each other. Yeah. yeah. Give it some time. Give it at least a couple dates. Mm. <laughs> like So, Sarah and I both have new, newish relationships and so I figured we could talk a little uh, anecdotally about how slash when did we define ours. So, okay, Sarah, you touched on this a little bit before. Would you like I to tell did. the full story? Okay. So with the guy who is currently my boyfriend. Um, the plant doctor. Yeah, the plant doctor. Um, so we had gone on two dates and – um. The third time we hung out or, like, went on a date was actually New Year's Eve. He spent it with me and, like, two of my friends um, that came into town and spent it with all of us. And the next morning, like, we, he had, like, stayed over for New Year's Eve into New Year's. And the next morning when we had got up, it was just the two of us that were awake. Um, my two friends were, like, still 
either asleep or like getting ready upstairs. And we were watching New Girl downstairs. And I think in the episode, I can't remember which episode it was and like who, which characters were talking, but they were literally talking about like seeing other people and like not seeing other people. And at some point he just kind of like looks at me and he was like, I'm not seeing anyone else. He's like, just in case you were wondering or like just in case you wanted to know. And I was like, cool, I'm not seeing anyone else either. And so that's when we had that conversation. Um, He just kind of said that as we were watching the episode because it came up in the episode. (laughs) And then um, he went home and I'm not sure how much long later, maybe like a week later, we went on another date and he actually asked me to be his girlfriend on that date and I took a really long pause <laughs> and which I feel is justified yeah I was like mm-hmm. and he was like all right <laughs> and I then I was like okay let me explain my I said I think I did the whole like I like where we are uh conversation and then I explained myself and I was like I haven't had an official serious relationship before um I've never had the like defining relationship talk um this is all kind of like newish territory for me I'm just like getting into this like whole dating thing um it's just like just weird for me basically I was like I really like you um so it's nothing against you like obviously I want to keep seeing you but it just like I guess it scares me like a little bit to put it like on so soon. And he was like, totally understand. He's like, hey, we can keep doing exactly what we're doing. Um, and literally like throughout the date, like as we like kept talking like 30 minutes to an hour later, I was like, you know what? Sure. Like just call me your girlfriend. And like, he was like, okay, no, we'll revisit this like later. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a little time. And then on our next day, like a week or so later, I was like, no, I can't just keep calling you the guy that I'm dating. I, we can just call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. We are now boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Done deal. And he was like, all right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how that went. <laughs> so super confusing and uh, <laughs> didn't follow any of the things we were talking about in this episode about doing it all. Um, and he only just recently told me that he would actually kindly kind of upset after I had been I like, mean, that's mm, fair. No. <laughs> Just because, like, even though you didn't, like, reject him, it was a form of, like, rejection. Yeah, he I was know. Like, Will I felt- you be my girlfriend? And you were like, eh, not yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Give it but some I time. Think that's- no, but I think that's fair. Y'all had only seen each other physically four times. Yeah, and so... So he- that's a reasonable <laughs> thing to say. He now, like, the place, the, like, the bar, like, restaurant bar place that uh, we had this conversation at... Um, he now refers to it as that instead of like saying the name of the place, he'll be like, Oh yeah, it's the place where I asked you to be my girlfriend and you said no. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh great. <laughs> so uh me and Wing Fingers have a little bit of a different trajectory. Um I wasn't sure if I even wanted to see him until the like I kept going out with him, but it was like not until the third date where I was like, "Oh no, I, I yeah, okay, this is good. I actually like him." It took like a second for me to get warmed up on him, so I was seeing somebody else. I was seeing that Josh Groban character, oh, freaking Josh Groban. He was not a winner. Bless no. his heart. Anyway, who is when they have Josh Groban vibes? Like, let's be real. Yeah. So like, I went on two dates with Josh Groban, and I was like going on my fourth date with Wing Fingers, and I was like. I don't want to be seeing other people. Like, this is me to myself. I had not, like, explicitly stated any of this. So I had to end things with Josh Groban, which was, like, not hard for me to do, like, emotionally. But it was hard for me to do, like, guilt-wise. Cause, Just, like, like, as a person, like, sympathizing yeah. with them, even if you weren't necessarily interested in them. Yeah, like, exactly. It just sucks like, to do oh, in general. Sucks. Yeah. So I had to, I told him I didn't see it going anywhere. Thanks for dinner. Bye. <laughs> and then I... I don't exactly know when Wing Fingers and I were, like, saying that. Because I remember we, unless I've, like, talked myself into this, I remember we were like, yeah, I'm not seeing anybody else. I'm not seeing anybody else. It was, like, a dinner. It was, like, one of those dates. But we were going out a lot. And he was, like, staying at my place a decent amount. And, like, we were, like, pretty much acting like boyfriend-girlfriend for a long time before we had a conversation. 
And I remember he wanted to take me to a nice dinner because he's a nice boy and he's a feelings boy. And he was like, and he's a food boy, which are all good qualities, I would say. They are. And so he took me to a nice dinner, which was great. And he was sitting there being a feelings boy and telling me that he really, he, oh, he was talking about the podcast. This is what it was. This is how this came up. He was like, um, because we were talking about how we were going to change our name. And like, this was like back when we were like conceptualizing and we really hadn't, it was like we just, just ended season one. And so he was, he had listened to all of it and he like kind of, he was like, yeah, I listened to it, but I, um, and he like kind of trailed off and I was like, what, you just get tired of hearing me talk? Cause like I talk so much. Like I like said that like self-deprecating joke, but I also kind of mean it because I can't shut up. Oh girl, same. <laughs> <sighs> but he was like, no, I just don't like hearing about these other guys and I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, I didn't think I was like the jealous type, but apparently I am because I'm getting jealous. And I was like, oh, really? You are? He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you dating other people. And I was like, I don't want you dating other people. And so we had, he was like, it was basically like we backed into it. He was just like, I like, I and then we kept getting interrupted by the server. So we never like nailed it down, uh, but we ate such good food and then we came home. <laughs> And we were, like, going to sleep. And I go, hey. And he's like, what? Like, I have been quiet for a long time. I wasn't 100% sure if he was awake or not. And I go, hey. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, so, like, are you my boyfriend now? <laughs> and he's like, do you want me to be? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fist bump. <laughs> but, like, low-key kind of. And then we went to sleep. And now he's my boyfriend. And I've been dating him for five-ish months. And I really like him. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I really like mine too. <laughs> Good. That's the best way to feel about it. I know. <laughs> like, and let me tell happy. you, after yeah, it's obnoxious, right? But like, after you define the relationship, one way or the other, the anxiety's gone. You're either sad or happy, and this time I'm happy, and it's great. I know. It's so nice when things work out. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> God. Okay. Now that we're all in a good mood, I'm gonna wrap it up. I think. Uh, Any final thoughts? Um, buy a journal. Be upfront. Eat <laughs> good food. That's my motto. Yeah. <laughs> buy a journal. Be upfront. Eat good food. All right. I think that's it. From that's the advice. Those are the three takeaways from this episode of Two Girls One Brain. Thank you so very much for listening to us. Thank you for being patient while we figure out our social media handles. And we'll fill you in on the mini-sodes in between these because we always record those like closer to the time they're put out, whereas these are recorded far in advance and we don't know what we're doing yet. So thanks for understanding and being patient with that. Yeah, well, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, talk at you again next week. Bye.